The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you will find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at RomansChapter5 at Comcast.net. Welcome to the Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode 49, A Matter of Faith, Part 3. Remember that our critic is responding to the arguments from last episode. I begin this week by quoting back to him the definition that he gives for atheism. The Christian Atheist Quoting you, critic, Atheism is, quote, lack of belief, absence of belief especially, absence or lack of religious belief, non-belief in God. A reasonable equivalent to lack of belief would be unconvinced. Christian atheist again. So, we are in agreement on this point, and there is a word to express it in relation to theism. It is agnostic, not atheist, which was the whole point of this section. What you provided is not a definition for atheism, but for agnosticism. An atheist moves beyond agnosticism. The point of this section was that the definition you provided serves well as a definition for agnosticism, but not for atheism. Critic, you're wrong about definitions. A lack of belief, or being unconvinced, is not agnosticism. That lack of belief is the definition of atheism. Again, Gnosticism is not about belief. It is about knowledge. The Christian Atheist The Greek term gnosis, as you suggest, directly translates into knowledge. The A in front of it, then, is a negation, the denial of knowledge, or ignorance, and you can see the cognate etymological root of it in agnosis and ignorance. There is another word in Greek that also means knowledge, episteme. In philosophy, this term became the branch of philosophical inquiry into the nature of knowledge, epistemology. Included in the study of knowledge, episteme, is pistis, faith or belief, as it is one of the ways in which human beings cognitively relate to our reality, and gnosis, knowledge. Faith, then, has always been considered a form of knowledge, episteme, of man's rational interaction with the world. The modern attempt to make faith irrational is recent and spurious. Is it irrational to have faith in Euclid's axioms? We don't know them in the sense of proof. We must simply accept them, Believe them to be true. If Euclidean geometry is rational, it is founded on belief, as are all rational systems. Critic. I agree that the A is the negation, the denial of knowledge or ignorance. However, it can and often does mean without. Sorry, but I do not accept belief and faith as synonymous. 
Belief requires evidence. Faith does not. Depending on the definition used, some may consider faith a branch of knowledge. I do accept belief as a part of knowledge, but not faith. Faith is irrational if your definition is acceptance without evidence. Euclid's axioms and geometry in general are irrelevant, as they are about proofs. Atheists, in general, do not ask for proof. Rather, they ask for evidence. Science never proves. It uses facts and evidence. The Christian Atheist You said, quote, Faith is irrational if your definition is acceptance without evidence. I might respond, All squares are round if you define squares as round. You then declare Euclid's axioms analogically irrelevant. An axiom is something we accept without proof. Proofs, that is, reasons for accepting a claim, are made from axioms, not the other way around. So I am not claiming a proof for God's existence. I am claiming that God is accepted like axioms are accepted. Is it irrational to accept, that is, believe in, Euclid's axioms? Belief in God is something accepted as evident, a starting point for inquiry. But that starting point itself, like Euclid's axioms, cannot be proven from the system itself. Whenever we build a formal system, as in Euclidean geometry and in life, there are basic assumptions made. Where we start determines how we proceed, and to a large extent, what we will find. Critic Euclid is irrelevant. Proofs are all about math. We are not talking about math. We are also talking about evidence, not proofs. At no time have I ever asked for proof of any God claim. I ask for evidence. You believe in God claims without evidence, without sufficient evidence for the claim. Where we start is irrelevant. How we proceed should always be based on where the evidence takes us. No evidence, no reason to proceed. Proof is something you talk about, not me. Nothing in my life is based on proof. Everything is based on evidence. The stronger the claim, the stronger the evidence needs to be. Faith is irrational. I accept nothing on faith. The Christian Atheist You, like every other human being, live by faith, as there is no other way to live. You know this in the depths of your being, while you deny it in your surface rationality. We have certainty about nothing, which leaves only faith. There is only one word in Greek for faith and belief, pistis. They are one and the same. Denying truth may feel good when you've got no other way to justify your opposition. Critic Truth does matter. No, I do not live by faith. Faith is acceptance without evidence. Belief 
is acceptance with evidence. I only accept propositions with evidence. Please don't equate getting on a plane or sitting in a chair to faith. That is trust based on evidence and experience. Comment. It is here we encounter the critic's definition of faith as, quote, acceptance without evidence. If, though, as the critic claims, both reason and faith are forms of acceptance, he has, in trying to radically differentiate between the two, again combined them, as both are now forms of acceptance, one with evidence and one without evidence. The critic also maintains, as we saw last time, that no one ever chooses a belief. If we assume, then, that acceptance is passively compelled, then choice is not involved in either belief or faith. What is it that compels acceptance? Evidence and reason, if we follow his argument. Is there anything other than reason and evidence that compels acceptance? This becomes a vitally important question. For if we are compelled by reason and evidence to accept something, then faith, too, as a form of acceptance, must be compelled by reason and evidence, or by something else. We know not what, as it cannot be compelled by a lack of reason and evidence. Thus, the critic's distinction between belief and faith as based on having or lacking evidence and reason seems to come apart. Alternatively, we might say, picking up on the hint from above, that the distinction between faith and belief is not to be found in the issue of evidence or lack thereof, but in the issue of choice itself. In faith, we choose what to accept, and in belief, we do not. There is a certain ironical twist to this suggestion that I like. If it can be demonstrated, however, that belief, as the critic understands it, is chosen at some level and not strictly compelled, the critic's distinction between faith and belief utterly collapses. By the plain sense of his own words, though, he does deny that beliefs are imposed and not chosen. Quote, I only accept propositions with evidence. So he is saying here either one, that reason and evidence force his acceptance, or two, that at some level he chooses to accept them. In context, it is clear which option he chooses when he declares that, quote, getting on a plane or sitting in a chair is trust based on evidence and experience. These actions are clearly meant as chosen responses to evidence and experience. So belief, here even on his own definition, and faith, both involve choice. And his distinction between faith and belief is untenable. End comment. Next week, we will finish the discussion with the critic 
and end with some summary remarks on faith. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.